Welcome to On the Journey with Carissa and Friends, part of my journey of faith ministries. I'm Carissa Hardage, and I'm excited to have you join me each week as I chat with friends about the ups and downs of their journeys of faith. You'll become familiar with voices such as Shelley Chandler, Sarah Here, Rebecca Bean, and more. And you will also hear from stories of women who have experienced victories and struggles, but continue to trust God on their journeys. Hebrews 3.13 tells us to encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. In other words, we were never meant to do life alone. So join us each week for a little bit of encouragement and for strategies to help each other navigate as we continue on the journey together. Hey everybody, it's Carissa Hardage here, and I'm so grateful that you are tuning back in with us to On the Journey with Carissa and Friends podcast. Um, So today I'm really excited because I have a new special, very, very special guest. Um, Her name is Sarah Ann Boss. Hi, Sarah Ann. And as per usual, when I podcast, it's in my home and there's life going on around me. So you may hear our dog, my dogs, they are obsessed (laughs) with Sarah Ann, as most dogs are. And she is also obsessed with them as well. Yes. Yes, 100%. Especially Lola. Especially Lola. And um, Many we, we play Lola. favorites. I know. We so pay, it's so sad. We play favorites. <laughs> but I have a cockapoo named Lola, and Lola, is a hug, she hugs. And I really believe she was meant to be a therapy dog because she's so precious, and she just loves on people so well. And so it's hard not to love Lola. She really does. Um, so anyway, if you hear any jingle jangles or any barking, it's Lola and Minnie. But I'm so excited to have you here today, Sarah Ann, because we go back. Well, first, let me just say I'm an honorary boss. Oh, yes, absolutely. So Sarah Ann has three sisters, all of which I am head over heels in love with Mm -hmm. and call my dear friends. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, of course, I love your mom and dad, too. So I feel like I'm just an honorary boss. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) We talk about you all the time when we're together. (laughs) In good ways, Well, it's easy when you guys are together Mm because I can just send a message to all of you you and hit you all up. Yeah, you did that Yes, yes. And so you did just have a pretty tough loss. I know it's hard whenever you lose a grandparent or a parent or Mm -hmm. anybody. So I know that you guys just went through that. And, um, and your, but your family is one of the neatest families I've ever met because you all genuinely enjoy being around each other. (laughs) And when I first met Becca, who Mm -hmm. was the first boss that I met, Mm -hmm. I just was floored by the fact that there was four girls and you all really like, like each other. (laughs) And it's so precious to me. And so anyway, I always wanted, my prayer is that my kids will want to be around each other and want to be with their family the way that yours does. Um, but the reason why I wanted you to come on today is because you have such a cool um, job that you have right now. The role mm-hmm. that you play is just one of the neatest things, and it actually has a place in my heart because you work for an organization called Young Lives. Young Lives. Or Young Life. Under Young Life. Yes, Young right? Lives it's, Under Young Life. Okay, yes. and we're going to go into detail about what that is yes. and kind of that tier system mm-hmm. and everything. But I was in Young Life when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and I credit it to being the thing that kept me from, I don't want to say losing my faith, but from completely being lost mm-hmm. in the world of 
being a teenager with a crazy home life Mm -hmm. and a lot of trauma. And so Young Life kept me in worship Mm -hmm. and it kept me in a Christian community and Mm -hmm. it kept me um, accountable Mm -hmm. and and kept God in my system when it could have easily not been. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really neat. It's, it's a cool, it's a very cool and interesting organization. And I wanted to share what you do because it's an even more amazing, um, target audience Mm -hmm. that you reach. So why don't you tell a little bit about you and then we can talk about young life. Yeah, of course. Um, my name is Sarah Ann Bost. I'm 30 years old and I've known Krista for seven years. Yeah. I've always time. struggled making decisions. Okay. I think it's been longer than that. <laughs> eight because years? Eli, so Levi is eight. Oh. And he, that's when we left Jonesboro. And you went to Jonesboro the year that we left. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So it's been eight years. Wow. Yeah. And I was a teacher that year. Yeah. And I was trying to decide whether or not to move. I can never make decisions. And so Becca told me to call you. Yeah. And then we just clicked and. Carissa has been a mentor for me and knows everything about me. Yeah. And every time I make a mistake, it's, um, and every time me of Jesus, and every time you succeed, and every I time get, I succeed, there's I get a pray. Both. Yes, um, I get both. But yes, and I, I said I'm 30 years old, single, living in downtown Little Rock. Just mm, moved back. In from, a cool place. Yes, just cool. moved back from Fayetteville, and I'm loving it here. Yeah. And, um, so what is your role? What is your role for So talk about, okay. So first let's just talk talk about about what young life is. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people get this confused and that's okay. But young life started in 1941 with Jim Rayburn. He was a youth pastor at a church and realized that just inviting kids in is not going to do the job. And so Mm. he started going out of the church and going to football games, going to the schools doing whatever and meeting kids there and found that it's easier to get them to come and be a part of something whenever they feel known and loved. Oh, that's and so true. Young Life is a high school ministry, um, basically. And as Young Life went on, there's different ministries that have came up because of it, because Young Life's heart is to reach every kid. And the oh, mission statement, so cool. yeah, the mission statement is um, introducing adolescents to Jesus Christ and helping them grow in their faith. And the vision is to meet every kid and to introduce them as well. So within Young Life, there's Young Life College for high school, or for college students. There's Capernaum for students with disabilities. And there's Wildlife, which is perfectly named W-Y-L-D Life for middle school. <laughs> and then, I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. Is that here in Little Rock? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? I'll introduce you. My kids are in middle school. Okay, there we go. I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And Young Lives, which is what I do, and it's a mentoring program for teen moms. Is all of these new? Because the only thing I knew about, I mean, goodness, it's been 20 years mm-hmm. since I've been in high school, but um, I did, there was only, uh, are these branches things that have grown over the past 20 years? Oh, yes. Okay. Young Lives is about 25 years old, and it started because a girl was a adult volunteer leader, and that's what Young Life does is they have adults who care about kids and they mm-hmm. love Jesus and want the kids to know them too. So they're part of a high school and go to meet the kids. And um, this girl had a little sister that got pregnant and realized that young life high school wasn't um, fitting her because she had a baby now. Uh, and so then they started bringing mentors and childcare to club. And eventually they called it mentor moms and had teen moms come and have their own mm-hmm. thing and events. And then it eventually became young lives. 
Okay. But it so, started in California 25 years ago. Okay. So Young Lives, mm-hmm. L-I-V-E-S, mm-hmm. is a branch of Young Life, Young mm-hmm. Life that tailors specifically to the needs of teenagers who become pregnant and mm-hmm. you and, and have their babies. Mm-hmm. And you, and just watching you over the past several years, you go... You start at the beginning with them mm-hmm. a lot of times, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When they find out they're pregnant. Yeah. Um, I would be curious to know the impact of these girls who would have otherwise had an abortion. Oh, yeah. And your presence in their life. And just the sheer fact that there is a, an adult who loves them, mm-hmm. who cares about them and their child and their well-being mm-hmm. and their faith. I mean, you've taken these moms to doctor's appointments. Oh, yes. Heard their I mean, talk a little for the bit. First time. Yeah. So, share yeah. a little bit about what you do mm-hmm. as well. What you did then, but you you have a little different role now. Yeah. But what were some of your experiences in Fayetteville when you first entered into that world? Mm-hmm. Um, and what was that like for you? And what are some things that you got to do and was able to minister to? And how did that all look for you in Fayetteville? Oh yes, I have so many stories that pop up in my head. Some to do with me. Some to do with women that I worked with that were mentors Mm. who were phenomenal. Um, I have sat in a pregnancy resource center with a girl, drove her from her high school to this place to have a pregnancy test and watched her as she found out she was pregnant and her eyes just got really big. And she was, she was one of three girls in her family that had had been teen moms and she didn't want that to happen, but it did. And so to be able to be there with her, was really, I don't know, it just, I just knew that God had me there to be with her for support. Yeah. And she ended up having the baby and seducing the whole wide world. And I mean, you've been there for deliveries. Yes. (laughs) And I had another girl who was pretty ashamed that she was pregnant. Um, and she was a tough cookie. And I remember taking her to her first doctor appointment when she was like six or seven months along and she heard the baby's heartbeat for the first time. And then I took her again to see her baby on, and she found out it was a girl, which was sweet. And then I got to go see the baby when she was born and I got to celebrate her birthday. And she just turned two a couple of days ago. Wow. So her mom, yeah, she was, like I said, not our easiest girl, but at the same time, she's wonderful. And so what do you do to provide for them spiritually? I, or what does young lives do to Mm -hmm. provide for these girls spiritually? So the way we meet them is we get connected with the school's principal or a nurse or a social worker and just say, hey, this is what we do. And a lot of times schools are excited to have us Mm -hmm. um, support these girls because there's not a lot of support out there. And so we have lunch for the girls, get to know all of them, do parenting classes. That's Mm -hmm. what we do here at Hall High School. We bring nonprofits in. And they share how they can support the girls. And there's someone wow. coming to talk about domestic violence. There's someone coming to talk about, um, what else? Just lots of different things, like how to parent and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just get to know them there and then invite them. There's no, like, agenda, but we just get to know them there and then eventually invite them to come to our events, which is called Club. And so when they come to Club, there's child care involved. 
We provide child care. We provide child care. Which is amazing. And the first thing we do when we get there is we have a meal, and it's home-cooked, and we're connected with Grace Church here, and they're going to provide all the meals, which is really sweet. That's amazing. Yes, incredible. So they have a meal with us, with their babies. That's not normal. It's not pick up McDonald's or pizza Mm. or anything. And then the babies go back and are loved by all these child care volunteers. And the girls get to play games and laugh and sing. And be teenagers. And be teenagers again and be silly. And then we share a Jesus story at the end. And um, on the way home, we get to have these conversations um, with the girls about what they heard. And it is, I've had so many phenomenal conversations. I've had girls break down in the back of my car and share about their life. I've had them ask mm. a lot of questions and I think that's my favorite part is the drive home. Really? And sometimes if I drove multiple girls home, I knew that I wanted to talk to one, so I'd drop her off last and go the long way. So that you can have some <laughs> extra purpose. time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you do camp? We do camp. We go to camp um, in the summers and the girls get to bring their babies. And when you arrive, there's strollers everywhere. There's baby bouncers um and there's it's like there's two camps because it's the girls babies and mentors but then there's also childcare people that come to camp and are in nurseries and so the girls get to drop their babies off and go be a kid again go play at the lake go um sing karaoke there's so many different things they can do and at the Every night, the gospel is shared. And they also get to hear testimonies of people that have similar stories in them. Wow. And so at the end of the week, whenever you see a girl standing up to say she commits to Jesus, it's, she's holding her baby. And it's just a evidence that it's not only her, it's her child and generations. That's incredible. Have the chance to be it's changing rescued and generations. changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. You know, a lot of these girls... Um, in a lot of other areas would probably be shunned mm-hmm. families yeah unfortunately in churches yeah so what have you seen um what have you seen be the thing that is different about the way that you guys approach teen pregnancy and teen moms we see them for who they are and we're the people in their lives that they aren't used to we ask them questions about their life and we show them this love that they've never experienced before and for example I have a mentor here who has been friends with this girl since the girl's in high school and she's a little older now and um Erica I'll name her her name is not Erica but I'll say that just for sake oh yes yes (laughs) Erica told Marcy um Hey, I've known you for three years. That's a long time. I've known you forever. Three years to me is Is nothing. nothing. I've known my best friends from college for 12 years, you know, and like had family, but these girls just don't have consistency. And so we're consistent in their lives. We ask them questions and we build the relationships. And there's a um, girl here that has a mentor and she goes to church with her. The girls Mm. will come to church with someone that loves them and We'll sit by them and have a meal with their family afterwards. And our hope is that not we won't just be a mentor for a year like a regular program. We make them part of our lives, and we want to see them um, and how they grow forever and um, want them to be a part of our lives and our families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The objective really is generational impact yeah. for you guys, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 
So what is your role now? You, in Fayetteville, I don't know. You told me all the titles, and I don't know what they are. Oh, yeah, there's... <laughs> Fayetteville um, was where I started Young Lives as a 19-year-old in college. You were 19? 19 or 20. I was young and... No I way. I cannot believe Robin Stutz. I hope you hear this, but you're a phenomenal person for trusting me You were 19. I was young. Wow. We started that ministry when I was a junior and senior in college. And I still know the girls that I met back then. Jasmine. <sighs> young Emily, Lives. Duarte, and that yes. was Young Life? Mm-hmm. Jessica. Yeah, a lot of the girls I still know. And Maritza is Emily's daughter, and she's in fourth grade now, which blows my mind. And I've known her since she was in the womb. <laughs> and so these are all people that you brought in to be a part of your life. Yes, and they always will be. Emily and Maritza came to my 30th birthday party. That's amazing. Yes, and so I was a teacher but went on staff there, and I just oversaw the Young Lives in Fayetteville and got to connect with two different schools and meet girls and um, watched our, girl, or our club Grow so the girl we knew about fifty girls overall. Wow. Um, plus, whenever I was in Fayetteville and just got to know so many of them and I miss them and love them so much. Yes, I really do. Um, they know who they are for listening. Yes, and now I've had the privilege to move to Little Rock and the ministry here has been at Hall High and we're still there and we're also starting um, at Central High School, which is really exciting and. Have hopes to start yeah. at Southwest when that opens. So tell me years. what your needs are. Like what? So what are yeah. the needs and what? Is, what is? So tell me your mm-hmm. needs and then let's talk about what those entail. Because yes. I know some people listening maybe have a little spark or maybe oh, haven't yeah. touched. I know Young Life was huge in North Little Rock when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So maybe it might spark something in um, somebody that's listening. What are the yeah. needs for Little Rock area? And speaking of North Little Rock, we have a few girls that from there and come to clubs so it'd be awesome if we had some women that focused on North Little Rock and could meet with them mm. um, I we have about six women besides me um, who are have been mentors for a long time they're mentor moms is what they're called moms, yeah. what does a mentor mom do um, they are the mentors for the girls basically and they come to the events they go to the schools when they can they invite uh, like one or two girls um, to be their mentee just to become a part of their family and walk with them in discipleship. They give them, they have dinner at their home. Yes. Just, mm-hmm. they probably go to take like, them under their wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teach. And what are the needs that these teen moms have other than just the basic, I mean, diapers, clothes, oh, whatever, yeah. you know, I mean, transportation is big, transportation. but they just need um, someone to listen to them and show care and, know that someone loves them in a way that they've never been loved before. I wish that we could all simplify. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think we overcomplicate our faith a little yeah. bit. And the marginalized are the ones who get the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. And really, you just have to see that, yes, we all make mistakes. We all mess mm-hmm. up. Um, some people just do it at different seasons of their lives. Yeah. And if we could just love first mm-hmm. and build relationship first and then do the rest. Yeah. I think that starting with love is mm-hmm. what Jesus would yeah. want for it's all of us. Holy Spirit led. 
But we are um, looking for more women to be involved, especially um, women of color. We are desperately needing diversity because we're six white women or seven white women, and we work with mainly Latina girls and African-American. And so um, any Spanish speakers, we would love to have you. Um, and we're also, of course, always raising money. Yeah. Always because we're a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. So where you are having an interest meeting... Oh, yes. We have an interest meeting coming up on September 19th. It's a Thursday. It'll start at 6.30 p.m., and it's at Guillermo's in West Little Rock, where the Old Chili's is. Um, oh, right yeah. Right off of 4.30 in Ronnie Parham. Yes. And we have a Facebook event that's public, and so you're welcome to look it up. Yeah, um, how would they find out information if they wanted to search for it? For, they can find it on you from you. Yes, you can. Um, on your social media. Yes, but we have a social media page called Young Lives Little Rock, and Young Lives is all together, um, and then Little Rock. And our event, I can look at what it's called if I can find it, but I think it's just Young Lives Little Rock Interest Meeting. And so if you type in Young Lives Little Rock, you will find several things. And they can email you. What's your email? My email is sarahannbost at gmail.com. And you'll be very happy to show oh, yes. anything. And, and we can meet with them the next week or this week. You um, need some mamas oh, to yes. help out. <laughs> I, if I see someone that's interested in getting involved, I will let them know right away how and get them involved as soon as possible. <laughs> so how has working with Young Lives and working with this particular demographic, how has it changed you and the way that you see God in the way that you see your faith? I, man, there's, that's a very loaded question. I know, it's, it's, it's a, we don't have really enough time. Oh, that's okay, but, but I will say this, the thing that has not surprised me at all, but um, the thing that stands out to me is how I see God's love in the girls. They love their babies fiercely. They have sacrificed mm. a normal high school life to have children and they will stop at nothing to make sure that child gets at what they need. And so why not support them? Why not give them everything? Give them all the love they need, them and their babies. Yeah. And I've seen Jesus so much and learned about him through it. I mean, it's one thing to be pro-life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But if you're going to be pro-life, you need to be pro-life. Yeah. And that's what these mentor moms are doing. And that's what mm-hmm. Young Lives is doing is you guys are saying, hey, listen, if you're going to make the commitment to have this child, we're going to walk beside you yeah. and you're not going to be alone in it. Mm-hmm. And committing to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it changes. That's the way to real actual change. Mm-hmm. And Jesus can do that. Yeah. Right? Jesus can do that. Oh, absolutely. And we leave the rest to him. But the conversations are oftentimes so beautiful. What do you think so, they ask you the most? Why? Why me? Why do you? Really? Why do you work with teen moms? You weren't a teen mom. Um, why do you care? Why do you think? Why do you care so much? Why are you here to help? Mm-hmm. I've had that question asked countless times. Really? Mm-hmm. And what do you say? I tell them. I said, you know, it doesn't make sense, but God gave me a love and a care for teen moms. I think that you have sacrificed a lot. I think you're really strong, and I think you deserve support for what you've chosen to do because you chose the hard way, you know? I love that so much. You know, our verse at uh, My Journey of Faith is Hebrews um, 3.13, and it's encourage one another Mm -hmm. daily as long as it's called today. Mm -hmm. And 
the last half is so that you don't fall into sin, into the snare of sin. And I think that sometimes we give our encouragement selectively. And that's where I think love comes in and loving the person um, and meeting the person where they are. You can never encourage too much, especially these sweet teenagers. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're still developing themselves. They're still figuring out their identity. They're still learning who they are. Their frontal lobes aren't even fully developed yet. Babies have babies. (laughs) See? And they need somebody to step in and say, listen, you are more than a decision that you made. Oh, absolutely. You are so much more than that. And they've got to grow up fast, you know. And they need a mother figure and a father figure. Yeah. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And I know firsthand... Um, it's not an easy job that no. you've taken on. There's a lot of pain that you've seen. A lot of emotion, yeah. You've seen a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. and you've seen a lot of young, young girls go through things that no young child should ever have to go through. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would just encourage everyone to pray for these amazing people who are on the front lines, whether it's Young Life, whether it's uh, you know, this is a form of missionary work that mm-hmm. that you all have been called to do, and that you have spent a large chunk of your life doing. And you guys need prayers just as much as everybody else, because yeah. this is coming from a person with a counseling background. Mm-hmm. I know that taking on other people's trauma and pain yes. is really, really hard. Oh yes, boundaries are yeah, necessary. yeah, but very difficult. But just to for the grace of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that it makes you seek him with a dependency that is unique and special. Mm -hmm. And it's as much as it's difficult, it's a privilege to walk beside someone else in their story. Oh, yes. And that's what you get to do, and that's Mm -hmm. what uh, mental moms get to do as well. And so as much as there is difficulty and there is sacrifice, there is so much beauty and privilege in that as well, especially Mm -hmm. when you see somebody give their life to Christ. Oh, absolutely. That's makes the gold star, it. right? Yeah. 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 And to see how um, the Lord changes them. Yeah. is really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything else before we wrap up that you want to add? Anything you want anybody to know? No. To spur them on? I think um, I will just say this. Young Lives is Young Lives, but um, it doesn't end there. This type of ministry, building friendships seeing people. I'll just encourage you to open your eyes to people um, that you wouldn't normally open your eyes to and see what the Lord would do. Because I feel like this ministry could be done without a title. Absolutely. Yes. And that's why I love it so much is that it goes far beyond what young lives is. It's what Jesus would do. It's it's as your hero, Bob Goff says, it's just loving people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just opening your eyes to who is in front of you and not overlooking people. Thank you, my friend, for coming and sharing. Thank you for having me. Yes. And guys, if you have any more questions about Young Life, there is different ministry divisions. There is, as Sarah Ann said, one, Copernicus for Special Needs, which is just mm-hmm. an incredible resource. Incredible. Talk about yes. a marginalized, often forgotten community. It's phenomenal. Young, there is a phenomenal Capernaum here in Little Rock. Is there really? And people from everywhere drive. In really? Where do they meet? They meet Thursdays at 6.30 and at St. Andrews. And I can connect you guys with Amber Waldron. Who's oh, the that would be incredible. Mm-hmm. So there's 
Um, and that's spiritually feeding into our special needs community. Oh, and they have, and Amber has talked about how the girls she's worked with have met the Lord and are reading their Bible, and she has a gift in um, teaching students or with disabilities about that's Jesus. incredible. And they have one for adults too called Beyond. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it's so. Um, and then for middle school, which you're going to give me more information about mm-hmm. when we get off here. And then uh, Young Lives, and I just really encourage you guys to get online and learn more about this very yeah, cool organization and send Sarah Ann an email if you have any more questions. Yeah. And thank you for coming on today. And as always, I've already said this, but I'm going to remind you guys, encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. Um, we all face a lot of obstacles um, from daily routines, from normal life, to those extenuating circumstances. Sometimes we're the victim of sin and sometimes it's our choices and we all have to struggle through this life. So let's encourage one another daily as long as it's called today and Mm -hmm. open your eyes, look around you Mm -hmm. and love the person next to you. Um, Let that be your goal Mm -hmm. for this week. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah Ann. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll see y'all next week.